Today is February 16th, 2024, and you're listening to Space News First Up. First Up is sponsored by Terran Orbital, the leading manufacturer of satellite products for the aerospace and defense industries. Terran Orbital provides end-to-end satellite solutions to meet the needs of the most demanding military, civil, and commercial customers. Learn more at terranorbital.com. Here are today's top headlines in space. The White House says that while it is concerned about a new Russian anti-satellite weapon capability, it does not pose an immediate threat. The Space Force has canceled a multi-billion dollar classified satellite contract with Northrop Grumman. Iridium says its current satellite constellation should be able to operate for at least another decade. Companies developing commercial space stations are asking for regulatory and financial support from NASA and Congress. Uruguay is the latest country to sign the Artemis Accords. First Up is produced by Space News, the industry standard for professional space journalism. Visit spacenews.com for breaking news, policy updates, and original analysis. We begin today with news that the White House says that while it is concerned about a new Russian anti-satellite weapon capability, it does not pose an immediate threat. The president's National Security Communications Advisor, John Kirby, said Thursday that the administration had been tracking the threat posed by the system for several weeks and had been working on plans to release details about it when the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, Representative Mike Turner, Republican Ohio, disclosed it Wednesday. Kirby did not discuss details about the ASAT system, but said that while it is troubling, it is not an immediate threat. There has been widespread speculation about that Russian system, with growing belief it is a nuclear-powered satellite rather than a nuclear weapon. Bloomberg reports that the Space Force has canceled a multi-billion-dollar classified satellite contract with Northrop Grumman. The company said in a recent regulatory filing that it was notified of a termination in its restricted space business, a reference to a classified program in January and reduced its backlog by $2 billion. Neither Northrop nor the Defense Department would disclose details about the program, but it is believed to be a classified military communications satellite program. Iridium says its current satellite constellation should be able to operate for at least another decade. That constellation was launched from 2017 through 2019, along with five spares launched last year. Iridium said Thursday a recent engineering assessment led it to conclude that the constellation should be able to operate to at least 2035, delaying the company's need to invest in a replacement system. Iridium, which reported a 10% increase in revenue in 2023, said it is closely watching threats posed by Starlink to both its data services and direct-to-handset business but said companies like SpaceX that plan to use terrestrial spectrum for direct-to-device offerings will likely run into regulatory delays. Companies developing commercial space stations are asking for regulatory and financial support from NASA and Congress. At a hearing of the House Space Subcommittee this week, executives from Axiom Space and Voyager Space offered a range of recommendations to ensure there is no gap between the International Space Station and their facilities, including sufficient funding for both NASA's Commercial LEO Destinations Program and a separate project to develop an ISS deorbit vehicle. They warned that any gap risked ceding U.S. leadership in LEO to China and its Tiangong space station. Uruguay is the latest country to sign the Artemis Accords. The country's foreign minister signed the accords at a ceremony Thursday at NASA headquarters. 
Uruguay is the 36th country to sign the Accords, which outline best practices for safe and sustainable space exploration, and is the second in as many weeks after Greece signed last Friday. In other news, India is preparing to launch a weather satellite that will mark the start of a surge in launch activity. A GSLV rocket is scheduled to lift off Saturday at 7 a.m. Eastern and place the INSAT-3DS satellite into orbit. The launch is one of an estimated 30 launches by the Indian government and private entities projected to take place over 15 months according to a manifest released last week by the Indian National Space Promotion and Authorization Center, InSpace. Those plans face challenges, though, that include only one operational spaceport and competing demands among government programs and with commercial providers. Spaceflight now reports that SpaceX's 300th Falcon 9 launch placed a set of Starlink satellites into orbit Thursday. A Falcon 9 lifted off at 4.34 p.m. Eastern from Vandenberg Space Force Base in California and placed 22 Starlink satellites into orbit. The launch was the 300th flight of the rocket since its introduction in 2010, and the third in less than 24 hours. The Wall Street Journal reports that Ukrainian intelligence believes Russians are using thousands of Starlink terminals in occupied regions of eastern Ukraine. The head of the Ukrainian military's intelligence operations, Lieutenant General Kirillo Budanov, said in an interview that Russians have been using Starlink in occupied eastern Ukraine for quite a long time by acquiring terminals through third parties. SpaceX said several days ago it did not believe that Starlink terminals had been sold, directly or otherwise, to Russia, but did not comment about whether the service was operational in occupied regions of Ukraine. Science News reports that NASA has a final accounting of the asteroid sample returned by the OSIRIS-REx mission. NASA said Thursday that, after opening the sample return canister and carefully removing the material inside, Scientists measured 121.6 grams of material from the asteroid Bennu. That is double the mission's goal of returning 60 grams of asteroid samples, although before the sample return capsule arrived on Earth in September, project scientists believed there could be as much as 250 grams of asteroid material inside. NASA's Johnson Space Center said they and Texas A&M have agreed to build a research facility at the Johnson Space Center. Under an agreement signed Thursday, Texas A&M will construct a facility to enable human spaceflight research and development that enables the commercial space economy. The facility will be built at Exploration Park, a 240-acre portion of JSC that the center is offering to companies and organizations as a research park. <laughs>